in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you fast, Jesus says, do not be like the hypocrites. When, not if, you fast. Prayer, maybe, you can get behind, right? Maybe even giving to the poor, but fasting? Just a little weird, right? It seems too physical to be spiritual in any way. It's too concerned with what you eat or what you don't eat to be a Christian activity, right? I mean, Weight Watchers? Oh yeah, we'll get behind that, but Christians fasting? Ha! Say what? And certainly not you Lutheran Christians, not people liberated from the law, basking in the glorious freedom of the gospel, having severed their ties from the works righteous earn your ticket to paradise Roman Catholics with their fish fries and their days of fasting and the keg of beer by the fit. Oh, anyway. You see, like fasting, Lent probably strikes you as a little weird. After all, who has time or patience for a whole season of repentance for subdued joy? Who has time for bottling up our alleluias until we can uncork them and get punch drunk with Easter jubilation? And who among you, be honest, who among you wants to explain to your Wednesday evening bridge club, your baseball, softball, hockey, or whatever team you're on, that you won't be around for the next six weeks? Who among you wants to give away more money to the poor from your already penny-pinched budget? Who among you wants to devote more time for prayer from your already way-too-busy schedule? So yeah, Lent is a little weird. And yet, when you fast, Jesus says. You see, later in Matthew's account of the gospel, when the disciples of John the Baptist come to Jesus and, and ask why they fasted and the Pharisees fasted, but Jesus' disciples were not fasting, Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. And the bridegroom was taken away. As Pontius Pilate trotted out before the jeering crowds of fleshly, a freshly flogged Jesus, wearing a diadem designed to inflict suffering, and a faux royal robe intended to invite ridicule, Pilate preached an unintentional yet profound sermon. John 19, verse 5, Behold the man. And taking his advice, this is exactly now what we will be doing throughout this season of Lent that commences tonight. Behold the man. So why all the talk about fasting? First, Jesus assumes that you will do so when you fast, not if. 
Second, Jesus himself fasted. Pay attention, it'll be our gospel text here for this coming Sunday. For 40 days, Jesus ate nothing. Matthew and Luke understatedly report that he was hungry. Big surprise there. Third, we fail to realize how much we actually have. And we frequently look to all sorts of false idols to fill our hunger. Remember the Israelites whom God settled in the promised land? A land flowing with milk and honey. They quickly abandoned the very physical worship of God alone by means of the sacrifices commanded there in the temple in Jerusalem. They replaced those with the more spiritual, less precise worship of the Baals and the Asherah. Remember Nicodemus, who cracked a joke that, no, that true religion could never be so physical as to involve any type of rebirth. Remember the Sadducees, who concocted their ridiculous story about the woman who married one of seven brothers to try and prove the physical resurrection of Jesus was impossible. I think we need to fast in some way, shape, or form. Look at us. Our children insist that they're spiritual, but <laughs> not religious. You give your amen when your friends and family tell you, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Or, it doesn't matter where you go to church or what you really believe, as, as long as you go to church somewhere. You look the other way, don't you, when people sin because you're afraid of being accused of judging them. You believe the Bible is the Word of God, except when it inconveniences your plans, your desires, and your relationships. And all of that, your sin and mine, is selfish feasting, overeating, gorging, stuffing oneself full of idolatry, and it's all sin. The wages of sin is death. It's why we've marked ourselves with black ashes this night. We deserve sin, death, and damnation. And the ashes on your forehead are not for others to see, for you to flaunt your sinfulness or your righteousness, but simply for you to believe. Simple faith. Simple faith and belief that fasting is needed. Behold the man. Behold the God who took human flesh in the virgin womb of a Jewish girl. Behold the unborn baby being nourished for nine months in his temporary earthly throne room. Behold the crying infant rooting for the breast to fill his newborn stomach. Behold the toddler to whom his parents introduced new foods, all of which he ironically had created. Behold the boy eating the Passover lamb with his extended family. Behold the man, God in human flesh, 
who needs to eat in order to live. And now as we begin Lent, behold the man fasting in the desert. He who himself did not eat for 40 days, which is 960 hours, or for you crazy calculator types, 57,600 minutes. And all the while, you've probably been thinking about the time since your last snack was growing a little too long, or that you should have had seconds on your plate when you went through earlier. Jesus, you see, endured temptation and never sinned so that he could be the man to redeem all other men. The creator who would ransom his creatures. God who would give his life for sinners. Completely emptying himself. Hungry and thirsty upon a torturous crucifix. And all of it, not for himself. For you. For you. And you now, you are free. You are forgiven, which is why the black ashes upon your forehead are in the sign of the cross, the cross through which you were redeemed. So fast freely, repent freely, pray until you realize that your schedule is not your God, your time is not your own. And your daily bread does not come from the work of your own hands. Give alms, tithe, give offerings, and give money until you know down in your gut, you feel down in your gut that money is not the source of your security or happiness. Behold the man who fasted, prayed, and gave alms perfectly for you. His rumbling stomach, his hunger pangs are now your comfort in all temptation. His flesh is your hope, for he succeeded where you have failed. Lastly, don't forget to break the fast. Every Sunday, and other special days, such as tonight, eat and drink at his altar. For here, veiled in bread and wine for his disciples to eat and drink is the forgiveness of sins. With his flesh as true food and his blood as true drink, behold the man. Here at his altar is your true food and drink. Here is the man who gives himself to you for the forgiveness of your sins, for the strengthening of your faith, for the enabling of your fervent love for one another, yes, even for your enemies, for the very salvation of your flesh, for the fasting and the repenting that you must do. This Lenten season, behold the man. In the name of Jesus.